Welcome to the Logistics of Logistics, a podcast dedicated to exploring how things get places and the people who get them there. We'll talk with logistics and supply chain leaders about innovation, industry trends, and the future of the logistics business. Now, here's your host, Joe Lynch. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Logistics of Logistics podcast. My name is Joe Lynch. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today's topic is Emerge Levels Up with my friend, Michael Leto. How's it going, Michael? Joe, it's going great. Thanks for having us again. We always always enjoy being on your show. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. You guys are doing some great things. So before we get started, please introduce yourself and your company and where you're at. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm the co-CEO here at Emerge. My brother Andrew and I uh, were the founders of Global Trans and we built that up and and sold it a few years ago with the dream to build a, you know, a, a freight marketplace for full truckload, specializing on the procurement side. And yeah, we've been, been doing this since 2017 as far as Emerge is concerned and uh, just really had a validating week last week with this, with this big round of funding that we, that we received. So you guys are behind Global Trans and that is obviously a wildly successful company. And so you guys started that from scratch, right? And why leave? I mean, why not just ride that rocket ship? I mean, you wrote it for a long time, but why leave? Why start something new? What was what was in your mind? Yeah, you know, we we did a good job at replicating business models. So at Global Trans, you know, we got in as a an LTL provider, and really what we did was replicate freight quote and what what they were doing. And then we we had an agent network, and we tried to replicate what you know, Unishippers and Worldwide Express were doing at the time. So we kind of just married all these business models together. And we always saw a need, you know, my brother you know, really has a great vision for this industry. And, you know, as we were building out our full truckload department at Global Trans, just saw how freight was being procured. And it was done via email, you know, using <laughs> right. logistics, logistics clerks, just shooting out Excel spreadsheets and, and waiting for 40, 50 responses to come back. And, we want to do something different and kind of blaze a trail. You know, you know, we're still fairly, fairly young. I'm, I just hit 40 and my brother's a little, a lot older than me. But, uh, you know, we, uh, we, we felt like we could still do something in this industry, make a difference and, you know, just do something that's, uh, that's, that's never been done before. It's, it's, it's interesting when you said you were just following existing business models, but you were still early on, right? So Freightquote was maybe one of the first who was using technology for less than truckload, right? And you guys jumped on probably pretty early, but it's still not easy to grow, uh, you know, I'll call it kind of the me too model, right? Where you, I, I don't mean sexual harassment, I mean following <laughs> somebody else's lead. It's not easy to scale because everyone else is kind of doing the same thing. But you guys, I mean, Global Trans is still one of the big, big boys in the space, right? Yeah. And we got in, you know, you said it, we got in pretty early. You know, now if you tried to start a third party logistics company that specialized in LTL and you wanted to build a platform and try to have 95 relationships with LTL carriers, they're kind of over it from a third party standpoint. They don't, uh, they don't want to allow more into the space. So it was just good timing, you know, on our part and then getting into the full truckload in 2011 and, and building that up to about a half a half a billion before we left in 2016. You know, that's really where we saw the next big opportunity. And that right. was in, you know, full truckload freight procurement, $800 billion moving annually. And, uh, you know, just a big, a big prize. And we wanted to really go after that and, and, and really change the way that freight is procured. 
So what? So you saw. So you guys had a big vision, and this was not following anybody else's lead. This was, as you said, your trailblaze. This one. What was that big idea? What was the problem you saw in the market that you wanted to go after? Yeah, just you know the the, the freight procurement process. Um, you know, from start to finish, there's some companies that are super sophisticated. You know, they're running billion dollar bids every single year. You know, on an annual basis through RFPs, and then there's small small to mid sized shippers that you know, shoot an email out once a day or once a week or once a month, you know, to 20, 30 providers. And, and that's how we're, they're receiving their pricing. When that's done and, and we talk about, you know, this capacity crunch, we feel that there's a lot of dark capacity out there and, and that if you drive efficiencies within procurement and if every company was not siloed, when you talk about their procurement process and we married a lot of those companies together, there could be a lot of synergies where, you know, if 20% of miles that are driven are, are, are driven empty, you know, if you could you could reduce that to you know ten percent of the miles or five percent right. of the miles, that right. there really wouldn't be this big capacity crunch out there. So you know the way that we wanted to kind of attack that was, you know, why don't we build a platform that really specializes in procurement, so that we can unsilo all the, all of these uh, these freight spends and start to really drive synergies. You know, not only on the shipper side of the market, but you know with carriers as well as far as rebalancing their network. Yeah, it's interesting. So when you talk about this RFP process, it's difficult. It sucks. And, uh, you know, I know some people in third-party logistics say, well, we have a st- software for that. If you Most freight doesn't go through third-party logistics. It goes from truckers, I mean, from uh, shippers to trucking companies, carriers. And a lot of them don't have a transportation management system or they don't want to they don't want to make that big bite. But even if they have a TMS, TMS aren't necessarily built to do RFPs. So, so there's this huge hole in the market. And I know some people would say, well, our TMS does that, but it, a lot of them don't do it real well. It's not what they specialize in. So you guys created something purpose-built to do, to get rid of the spreadsheets, to get rid of the mass emails. And I can say this, I worked with, I managed a third-party logistics company. We, we struggled with that process, but I worked at a carrier and it sucked as a carrier because someone will send you a spreadsheet with a thousand lanes and say, hey, do you want to bid on these? It's a huge job. And you don't know those guys. You don't have a relationship. And I got to send, I got to fill this out and I got to email it back. <laughs> it's such a joke. Yeah, there's a missing piece of technology in every shipper supply chain. And that is procurement technology. You know, there's a lot of companies that have tried to make a change and, and, and drive change within this industry. And they're trying to do it by building a new TMS that has all these bells and whistles. Now, you know, you look at a lot of these large shippers, they're so entrenched with their TMS. It's so hard in the sales cycle to get them to want to make that switch. You know, you're talking about a year to two years as far as the sales cycle is concerned. And then, you know, to actually make the change is another year or two in order to get them to change. So it really wasn't, hey, let's let's build this TMS. And we do have a, a light TMS that uh, small to mid-sized shippers do utilize. But really, the missing piece of technology was that procurement piece. Right. And, you know, going out and, and being able to bid with, with more shippers without having to, or with more carriers without having to really have you know, 20,000 relationships if you wanted to connect to 20,000 carriers. And that's really, you know, when, right. you know, we, we built these platforms, our spot platform and our dynamic RFP platform to really streamline that and, and drive efficiencies. And, and, and it has, you know, we have a furniture manufacturer on the West Coast utilizing our, our procurement platform 
two years ago when they ran their bid, it took four resources three months to run their annual bid. Right. This year, the director of that of that department, of their procurement department, was able to run it on his own, and it took him three weeks to get it done. And that's the type of, you know, efficiencies that we're trying to drive as far as workflow is concerned. Right. You know, besides just trying to bring more capacity into into these bids. So let me do let me work through an example here. So maybe you know, we can illustrate the point. So let's just say I'm a shipper and I uh I'm here in Michigan and I, I, I do auto parts and I do about a hundred shipments a week and truckload and so I'm, I'm I'm moving a lot of freight, and I don't want to work with a third-party logistics company. I work with I work with a few brokers, but I work mostly with carriers. So let's just say I have 15 carriers I work with and two brokers, and I say, okay, I am so tired of this annual process where I got my guys all tied up, maybe with spreadsheets, sending them out to all these carriers, the 15 I work with. But I don't just send them to those 15; I send it to 300 more because I want to market test my guys. And I also send it to a few brokers because I want to market test them. The problem I have is I've got spreadsheets and emails, mass emails. They're bouncing back. I've got people wasting time on this process. I hate it. And at the end of the day, when I get rates back, I don't know how this guy quoted this stuff. I didn't get really... The, the process is so clunky that I don't have time to build relationships like I need. Instead, I just focus on my broken process. So if I say... Michael Leto, save me. What can Emerge do for me that would make this, rather than a clunky process, something that's streamlined, something like the rest of my supply chain with real technology? Yeah. So, you know, in that instance, the number one thing is, you know, and, and even without even talking about Excel spreadsheets, there's also a couple of procurement platforms out there. You know, there's Jagger and there's Coupa, but those companies, you know, if you want to get pens and pencils at your at your organization, they're great procurement tools, right. but they don't specialize in freight. So you either have, you know, a Jagger or a Coupa, uh, or you're utilizing Excel spreadsheets. So, you know, that process, you got to send it out. Now, now you only have 15 carriers and two brokers, correct? Yeah, but I'm also sending it out to a couple hundred other guys because I want to market test my guys. Of course. And, you know, so even if you had a couple hundred... How many for hire trucking companies are there out there? You know, 50 to 100,000 trucking companies that contract this type of business. Right. So you're looking at, you know, 99% of the carriers out there don't have access to your bid. So that's number one. But we talk about, you know, operational, you know, streamlining operations and, and driving efficiencies within the process. So, you know, even if you send it out to 200 and you got your core carriers, 15, two brokers that you do business with, that's still, you know, 80 to 100 spreadsheets that are going to come back in a couple of weeks that you have to aggregate into, you know, you have to aggregate that into your main spreadsheet. And then, you know, then you have to go through your awarding process. And at that point, then you have to create contracts for each of the shippers. And all of that is done through our dynamic RFP platform. So, you know, you put your bid out, the carriers come into the platform, all of your rates are in one place without that. So, so, so if I said, I'm going to start using Merge and I'm going to use this, I'm going to bring in my carriers. How do I get them into your system? Yeah, you just, uh, it's, it's pretty easy. An Excel spreadsheet, the upload of the carrier name, MC number, phone number, email address, you know, 15 seconds, all of them are in one click of a button. It automatically shoots out a, a message to those carriers and brokers saying, Hey, we're utilizing the Emerge platform. Click here to register for our bid that starts on you know, such and such a date. 
you know, so within within 30 seconds, you could you could upload an Excel spreadsheet, click a button, and all of your carriers and brokers have been, you know, informed of the bid. So do they have to pay? I mean, what if I have shippers, I mean, carriers that want to pay to get on your system? There's no paying for our system. It's completely right. free. Right, I like yeah, it's that. Com- completely free for the shipper, and, and it's, you know, none of the vendors have to have to pay to come through the platform. So I, so I bring my carriers on there, and now I, so I still have my 100 shipments a week. And so now I want to do a bid. How do I do that? So I don't have to send a mass email with half of them bouncing back. And <laughs> how do you make this streamline? Yeah. So once, uh, you know, the carriers are then registering in, into the platform, it just, you know, it takes the carrier about 30 seconds themselves to just verify their MC number and, and, and other information, you know, and then you upload your lanes. Just, you know, that- they might also be in your system, right? Correct. Yeah. So, you know, right now about 15% of the vendors in our platform are connected to at least two shippers as far as RFPs are concerned. So it's really starting to, you know, this kind of network effect and this flywheel that we're trying to build is really, uh, really starting to take flight. But yeah, so at that, you know, at that point, you then upload your uh, lanes, just like you'd send out your Excel spreadsheet via email. You're just uploading those into our platform, click a button, and the RFP has then been administered to your carriers and your brokers. But then there are also, you know, 30,000 carriers within our platform that are registered that do have visibility into that process. So they can come in and and also include pricing along with the rates that you're getting from your incumbent carriers that you brought into the platform. So so do I have to invite them over to bid on my stuff? You do not. So they'll actually have uh, visibility and, and be able to bid. Now, obviously, the, the shipper at that point has, you know, carte blanche as far as who they're going to utilize and who they're actually going to award the freight to, but just bringing that level of competition. And we also are providing, you know, real time feedback to their current vendors saying, look, you're, you know, you're number two in this lane, you're number six in this lane, you're number eight in this lane. So they're not just bidding blindly the whole time. They could sharpen their pencils. And we're really trying to get rid of these rounds of shipping. You know, we've done a lot of case studies with these, with, with, with some larger shippers that, you know, we're running two to three actual rounds of bidding and, you know, showing them what this process looks like if there's real-time feedback to your carrier network and you can do it all in one round. You know, actually, we've seen that pricing is actually a little bit less than if you're running it for two or three rounds. Yeah, you know, and there's another piece to this, which is if you're a carrier, and, and I think I worked for a carrier for a short time and I never realized how difficult that was going to be. It always seemed like if you're a 3PL guy or broker, that you, when you go to a carrier, life is good, like, because everyone loves you because you have assets. Um, what I found though is a lot of people send you these, hey, please bid on this. And it's a thousand lanes, it's 1500 lanes, it's a hundred lanes, whatever it is. But you don't know them and they tend to hold you at arm's length because they're managing this process where they're trying to get hundreds of carriers to bid on their stuff. But I don't know how to bid because I, first off, it's hard for me to judge what's going to happen over the next year. Here, I like to think we're edging out of COVID here in the last part of 2021, but I don't want to bid for a year. I, I can't. It's too hard. So I can get very aggressive and give you an inexpensive price, a cheaper price, but then at some point it might turn to paper rates because I'm not going to do it for that low price. Or I can get really fat and happy and say, hey, I padded this a little because who knows what's going to happen over the next year. Me as a carrier, I never feel good about those kind of, I don't have enough information. I don't have a relationship. And again, I feel like part of the reason we don't build relationships is because we're we're too busy supporting this broken process. Yeah, it is broken. And, and it's, it, it's so weird because, you know, on one side, these shippers want to lock in rates 
for an entire year just to take the volatility out of their rating. And, you know, they all have budgets and they try to hit their budget and stick to an annual, you know, type process because they've got annual budgets, you know, and then you've got a volatile market as we've seen because of COVID. And, you know, now no shipper wants to lock in their pricing for a year, but you know, that's, that's really the shift that's happening. And that's why, you know, we actually named this product the dynamic RFP because, right. you know, we've got a, a shipper, top five shipper in the U.S., utilizes our platform. You know, they were a major Coupa user and they started utilizing our platform because it's really an intricate process to run a freight bid through these, you know, non-freight specific platforms. Yep. So, you know, they started utilizing our platform as, as, as far as their mini and seasonal bids are concerned. They've actually just over the last couple of weeks made the decision that they're going to utilize us now on the annual as well. But they're over a billion dollars, about $1.2 billion freight spend. And they're running an annual bid for $600 million, So about half. The other half, <laughs> right. you know, the other half is now being done in quarterly bids that are running, uh, you know, for, for, for three months at a time. So, you know... Uh, Really, from a business standpoint, these companies and the C and the CEOs and and C level suite of these shippers, you know, are starting to see that hey, freight can be quite volatile. You know, maybe we need to start moving towards you know quarterly bids. Uh, see, I would like that too. I would like that. So, Mike, Michael, this is my my feeling about business is I want win win relationships. I don't want to have a carrier that that feels obligated to take my my freight and lose money on it. I don't want anybody in my process not to make money. Conversely, I want to win myself. I want to be able to lock in some rates and feel like I'm getting the right price. If you can move me to a quarterly rate, uh, a quarterly RFP, I feel more comfortable as a carrier to say I can be a little more aggressive. I think I know what the what's going to happen over the next three months. Don't make me guess what's going to happen in the next year. Where I use this term all the time, VUCA volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity. That's where we're at right now. We're in VUCA times. For you to ask people to guess what's going to happen over the next year is is crazy. <laughs> so I want in on that quarterly. I want in on the seasonal. Yeah, but then, I mean, you got to play devil's advocate. You know, there's going to be a time here within the next, hopefully, well, hopefully within the next year where the volatility in this market, you know, subsides and the rates are going to be on a downward swing. So, you know, once you get to that, you know, once you get to that point, then, you know, it's something that you do want to do when the, when the rates get, get are lower, you want to lock right. yourself in for as long as possible. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's something that's a, an evolution as far as this right. industry is concerned. And, you know, we're, we're just, we're just happy that we can, we can offer tools that actually help with this exact problem. And, right. and it's really choose your own adventure as far as the shipper is concerned. You know, you want to run an annual bid, run an annual bid, but we're also giving you the flexibility. If you want to run a bid that lasts five days over the 4th of July weekend, because that's a, a peak time for you. We're giving you that type of flexibility to get right. it done. I like that. So, so getting back to me, I'm here in Michigan. I've got these hundred, hundred shipments a week that I'm doing and now I'm using your system. So I can do, I can do my quarterly bid or my, my seasonal bid and I annual bid if I want still. What percentage of your cu customers are now using like quarterly or seasonal as opposed to just annual? 90%. So that's really, you know, that's really been wow. the draw. It's really been the draw <laughs> of our platform. Plus, you know, if you're talking about where we're at right now, you know, bid season is usually at the end of the year or the beginning of the year, and we've been, you know, through the middle of the year, we've only we've only had this uh, RFP platform for an entire year. So, you know, a lot of the shippers that we do business with now 
are testing us out as far as, you know, seasonal and mini bids are concerned. But, you know, as I mentioned, our, our top shipper, one of the top five shippers in the U.S. just a couple of weeks ago, gave us the green light on annual. Two grocers, two of the biggest grocers in the United States just gave us the go ahead on their annual. So I'd see that, you know, that that number from, you know, being 90% is just kind of, I would say it's an industry thing. I would say it's more of just where we're at as far as as far as our, our company is concerned. Right. Well, I think part of this is because the process is no longer painful. You've streamlined the process. Now I'm going to do it on a more regular basis. I think people got into this, this yearly thing because it was too painful to do more, right? If you're spending three or four people spending months doing it then and and by the way i don't think they're doing it right anyway part of the reason you got all these carriers who call you write their name down yeah we're going to do an rfp well that's not necessarily the right carrier right so you then you go online you go on linkedin you find some carriers that list that you might have created isn't necessarily the best carriers for those lanes so oh speaking of which so, so you guys have a whole bunch of carriers and i can use some of your carriers and how, what percentage of your shippers end up using some of your carriers? Most of the shippers utilize our carriers. So right now, you know, of all the business, we have $4 billion of freight being procured through our platform. Now. Yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty crazy. But we only capture 7% of the total freight that's, that's moving through the RFP platform. And, and with that, I mean... We've got one of the fastest growth trajectories in in the U.S. Right. as far as logistics is concerned, and uh, you know because five you know seven percent of of four billion is isn't bad, you know. So that's really not the name of the game for us right now. The name of the game for us is just you know as many shippers as possible, as many that bids as possible. Effect. Yeah, the the network effect, and you know uh, we're we're happy with the seven percent that we're getting at this point. Hey, Michael, how do you guys make money in this deal? You're giving a free, free. This is free for the carrier, free for the shipper. How do you? How do these guys make money? Yeah, so seven percent, seven percent of the four billion, you know, it's moving through the platform is is actually revenue that we're generating, and that's a carrier who was never connected to that shipper before, came into that RFP, put their bid in, and the carrier actually selected that bid. At that point, we have a a, a percentage, uh, usually a smaller percentage than most uh, brokerages charge uh, as far as connecting these shippers and carriers. Is it transparent? It's transparent. So they know that the carrier comes in and they say, hey, I'll move this for $1,000. And we tell them, all right, well, it's going to be exposed to the shipper for $1,100. Oh, so you guys are basically basically 10%? Yep. That's that's real fair. I like the fact that it's also out there, right? Because one of the things I think you feel sometimes as a carrier is, you know, I'm I'm the one who bought the the very expensive truck. I'm the one who's got to fuel it. I got to we got to have drivers. We got to do all the work, and then some broker in the middle got real rich on my <laughs> my truck. So I don't mind you making some money, but it's nice what, when you say, "Here's how much I'm making," as opposed to, "I hope you're not making fifty percent of the money because you found the biz." Yeah, I I used to cr- like sometimes I'd cringe at Global Trans. I mean, obviously we're in the business to make money, but you know sometimes I'd be I'd be sitting on the truckload floor and I'd hear a gong go off and they'd say, "Oh, we just got a thousand dollar banger." You know, they they right. made a thousand dollars on the transaction, and I was like, "Oof, but I don't know if that's." <laughs> we are we are moving. I think the whole industry is moving towards more transparency, and I think we have to move towards alignment, which is alignment towards look, we're all going to win, and I want to make sure I'm aligned financially and the the spread model there's nothing wrong with it but it's not aligned i'm as a as a 3po or a broker so i'm in, i've got an incentive to have a big spread right 
Yeah, you know, we're making digital connections. So our cost isn't that of a traditional brokerage. So, you know, if you're a traditional broker, you need to make 15% or so, and your cost is seven, eight, nine percent, and you're usually pulling three or four percent on the bottom line. So that's really what, you know, that's why there's there's convoys and Ubers and these other companies in the world and they they want to drive efficiency and they're doing a great job at at, at doing so, you know, and moving shipments for less cost. So, you know, hopefully at the, uh, you know, at some point. You know, it's just going to kind of level off and be this even playing field where, you know, the technology and the service speaks for itself. And that's that's really, you know, we're, we're trying to be at the forefront of that. So you guys started what year? We started in 2000, late 2017. We started with a, a spot platform. We didn't build the RP platform. It didn't come out till last July. Uh, we started out with a spot platform and for a year and a half, it was good that, you know, we, we funded this ourselves in the beginning without outside investors because... You know, the outside investors would have thought we were crazy that for the first year and a half, we didn't generate any revenue. You know, we just brought on as many small and mid-sized shippers as we could. They brought on their network of uh, carriers and brokers. And then, you know, we kind of built a, a two-sided marketplace. We flipped it after about a year of a couple hundred shippers, a couple thousand carriers, and we allowed them to start transacting with each other on the spot side. And that's really where we got our start. And, you know, our revenue... 35 million, 85 million. We're going to do, you know, somewhere around 200 million this year in, in, uh, in actual revenue. But yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of what our journey's been. Yeah. We'll get to the big announcement about you guys leveling up. But before we get there, like how many shippers are on your platform right now? Yeah, it's about 300 at this point are leveraging our platform in one, one nice. way or another, whether it's, yeah, whether it's, you know, on the spot side or the, uh, with the how many carriers or the RFP. So we have 30,000 registered carriers in our platform. You know, obviously every, every broker kind of says that, you know, we got 30,000, we got 50,000 right. carriers. And, but you know, we do, we do business with a couple thousand carriers every single month. And, you know, we feel that that trajectory has been going really well as far as, as far as growing the carrier side. So this is a pretty good deal for carriers too. So they, they can come on. So if they came on with somebody, they don't have to pay for that business. So they're not paying for, they aren't paying emerge for business they already had. With existing relationships, but you can introduce them to new relationships, right? Yeah, that's the greatest thing about this. So, you know, before this RP platform came out, there was no way for a small carrier to be able to have access to the largest shippers in the United States. Which have their, the best rate. <laughs> yeah, you know, you usually had to like, you know, you could still get, you know, a, a shipper from one of the largest bottling companies in the U.S., but you usually had to get it through CH or Coyote right. or you know one of these other one of these other brokers. This is the first platform that is that is giving these carriers the ability to come in and bid on contractual freights directly from the shipper with full transparency. It's just never been done before. So, you know, that's really the the most exciting thing about this is not only just how we're streamlining and making things more efficient on the shipper side, but you know, really allowing carriers who have never had the ability to to get involved in RFPs in a big way to to do so directly, it, it's just been it's been unbelievable. Very nice, very nice. So you guys are growing like a weed. So you guys did decide. You guys just had your Series B. So talk about that for just a sec, Mike. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a very exciting week. Probably the most. It's definitely the most exciting week of our careers. You know, it's been a that's long saying career. something. <laughs> Yeah, with Global Trans and even selling Global Trans and, you know, starting this or this company, you know, we, we just raised $130 million Series B with some of the best investors, you know, not only in the space, but just in tech in general. 
Nine Yards Capital, Tiger Global, and Spruce House Partners. You know, Nine Yards has been an investor with us previously, and they they kind of rallied this deal. But you know, you look at a company like uh, a firm like Tiger. They were the number one venture, number one investor in tech in Q2 in the entire world. So just having that type of backing is is pretty exciting. You know, on the heels of that announcement, we also were able to get George Abernathy on board as our president. You know, he was uh, president of, uh, of Transplace. He was the president of Freightwaves. He did a great job as, you know, I feel Freightwaves is one of the most exciting companies in logistics, just what they're doing on the media side and on the data side. Oh, yeah. And then having, you know, so having him come on board, we've got great investors. Our board of directors is unbelievable. You know, my, uh, and, and now you look at George Abernathy coming on board as well. So it's just been kind of a whirlwind week for us and, and really just leveling up on all, on all fronts. So what are you going to do with all that money, Michael? <laughs> I, well, I know I this, I know this from our previous ex- discussion that you will not be taking a vacation with any of that money. Well, we were thinking just go to <laughs> Vegas, you know, and pop it on black or red or something. No, we, uh, you know, as far as the, as far as the money is concerned, Use of proceeds. Number one, just continue to develop the best procurement platform in the logistics industry. We're going to triple our R and D spend. Besides that, it's really just you know we've we've had all this growth, the four billion dollars in uh, in in GMV moving through our platform with three enterprise sales reps. You know, there's been <laughs> you know my brother and his relationships, and me and my relationships, and our board of directors and their relationships. That's how we've really been building you know this this platform initially. But we're gonna we're gonna amplify that by about ten times. So we want to have thirty enterprise sales reps rounding into Q one of wow. uh, next year. So if you're listening, you're looking for a new gig, give Michael a call. <laughs> yeah, give us a call. And and you know it's so crazy because you know a lot of people have come you know out of the woodwork in the last week just saying you know wow this this looks like a great opportunity. And you know think about it if you're if you're working for another logistics provider, you're going into you're going into these shippers and saying, hey, I'd love to be another provider for you. Well, what's the difference between you and the other, you know, 100 providers that right. call me on a, on a monthly basis? Well, we provide good service. It's like, all right, well, my people provide good service. So, right. you know, this gives, this gives freight professionals the opportunity to now walk in and differentiate yourself from the rest of the, you know, shipping community. You know, you could walk right. in and stay, instead of saying, hey, I want to be a part of your bid. You know, now it's, you know, I want to, you know, how do you run your bid? You know, why don't right. you let us help you as far as running your bid? And that automatically gives you a seat at the table every time a bid happens because it's happening within our platform. So it's really just a great opportunity. And then you look at, you know, we do, we have a couple different sales channels. The way we grew at Global Trans, you know, because we didn't have any funding for the first eight years of Global Trans, we grew with an agent network. And we have an agent network here and just believe that, and, and it's been proven just the best agent program in the industry, hands down. We are our number one agent. His name's Derek Hawk. He's out of, out of, out of Georgia. He came on board and every year he was able to grow his business by about a million dollars a year, right? So he started out. That's and a global trend. After about 10 years, he's, you know, he's got a 10 to $12 million uh, agency. In the last year that he's been on board with us, he was able to triple his business. He's now a $30 million agent because he's yeah. actually able to, you know, come in and, and provide different tools. To, uh, he has different tools as far as selling is concerned to his shippers. And he was able to triple his business in one year. 
Wow. So he was a global trans agent and he got up over many years, got up to 12 million. And now he's at 30 million in, at, at Emerge. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't global trans, but he was with a different agency model oh, okay. out there. But, you know, he he was able to consistently build his business you know, about a million dollars a year because you got to scale. You got to, you know, you can handle up to like two or three. Then you got to right. hire an operations person. Then you can get to four and then you hire an operations person and you kind of just, you know, you build your business that way. You know, every year for the last 10 years, he's been able to grow by about a million a year. Built a great agency. You know, came on board with us a year ago, really embraced our platforms and now can differentiate himself. When he goes to a shipper, he doesn't say, hey, can I can I get on your bid? Can I bid on your freight? You know, he goes and says, how do you bid on your freight? And he's been able to triple his Let business. Let me streamline that process for you. And you know, they hate it. <laughs> yeah. And he's gone from a $10 million agency to a $30 million agency in one year. And does he, did he still have to add headcount? Without adding any headcount. And he's actually been able to repurpose some of his headcount from operations to actually going out and, and selling directly to shippers. So it's just been a slam dunk for him and the other agents we've had come on board. It is interesting. Now, I know, you know, when I was selling third-party logistics services, people would say, man, we were mostly less than truckload. And people would say, well, you're just a middleman. And I said, yeah, but I'm, I'm a middleman who can get you prices that you can't get yourself. I'm a middleman who knows all the carriers, right? I, I call on the bat phone. And, you know, when you think about it over time, you can see you're either going to have to add a lot of value in the middle as a, as a third-party logistics company, as a broker, or you're going to go away. And the ones that stay, I think, are going to be transparent like you guys uh, would be. You're, you're completely transparent on any deal. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, it's been really great. And that's another, you know, as far as this $130 million raise is concerned, you know, we want to bring on as many agents as we can. You know, if you've been stagnant as far as an as as being an agent with other companies, and you don't feel that you know that company is really evolving from a techno technological standpoint, you know, this is the perfect home for you. Right. You know, we know we know how to treat agents. That's how we built Global Trans. We had over 400 agents by the time we left, and we always treated our agents like like customers. You know, because they're the ones that, you know, have the, the shipper relationship. So we treated our agents as if they were the customers. Oh, and, yeah. you know, that always that was always just a winning combination for us. What's interesting is, you know, normally when a company like yours says, hey, we're scaling, you're like, what do I care? If I'm a customer, what do I care that you scale? But when it's a network model like this, and you already have 300 shippers and 30,000 carriers, and you got all this, this big chunk of change to spend, and you're going to hire more salespeople, you're going to end up with a ton more carriers on there and you're going to end up with a ton more shippers. And so it really is beneficial for you guys to scale. Everybody who's a carrier that you work with or wants to work with you, it's better that you scale. And any shipper says, hey, it's better. I, you know, as soon as you say, hey, every carrier that should be moving my freight, not who does move my freight, but who should be because they're in the neighborhood. So it's a good thing. Yeah, that, that network effect is is tremendous. and. Really, that's been the big issue with this industry is the siloed procurement process. You know, we, we, we talk about it a lot and, and, you know, everybody's kind of doing their own thing and there's not a lot of collaboration that's going on. And this platform just allows that co collaboration naturally and right. everybody benefits from it. You know, shippers have more options. Carriers can connect to more shippers. You know, every we, we always tell our, our, our people as they're you know, being trained for every truck that, that picks up a load, there's probably two trucks that they pass that were better suited to handle that load. So, right. you know, right. it's, it's really, you know, taking the silo away from these procurement practices, 
bringing everybody together on one platform where there's automatic collaboration. And, you know, that's just going to be a win-win-win for everybody involved. Yeah. You mentioned the collaboration. This is how I feel, again, about I've done enough of these bids on both sides as a 3PL, not as a shipper. I guess I've never... I, I I advised a shipper on it, but I've done it as a 3PL. I guess I've done it as a shipper, as an advisor, and also as a carrier. And it is a painful process. And I feel like there's not enough Zoom calls where you say, tell me about your freight. Let's have a discussion about your business. And there's too much of this, I'm going to hold you at arm's length because I got this clunky process. I'm going to send you the same email I send everybody else. And... Uh, any any relationship where I can't get to know you better, I feel like I'm not going to do a good job. That's it's you're going to fire me or I'm going to quit. So yeah, the, when you streamline the process, hopefully they they say you streamline the process. Now I'm going to use this to collaborate and actually get to know the people I work with and find the best carriers. Yeah, and no company, you know, no shipper right now is saying. Man, I I need I want to, I want more carrier relationships. You know, all these companies are trying to shrink the amount of carriers that they do business with because, you know, they don't want to connect to twenty thousand shit right. carriers. They don't want to pay twenty thousand carriers. They don't want to manage insurance on twenty thousand carriers. So that's what this platform allows you to do is is to really connect to as much capacity that's out there. You know, with as little friction as possible. Yep, and I'm not just saying this to be nice. Is you think about some new innovations we've seen in the space. We we all of a sudden talk about visibility now. And visibility used to be check calls, right? Now we have real-time visibility. And we're, we're, it, that just continues to grow. We talk about transparency. There was This whole business was built on spreads, right? It was always the, uh, I'm not going to ever tell anybody how much I'm making, right? Now we're getting more and more transparent, which I think is really in alignment with it puts everybody in alignment. So we're all going to be ideally saying, hey, if the shipper does well, we all do well. And and the carrier has to do well. And I think also like this, this is a brand new business. This is different. This isn't another TMS. This is this is brand new biz. I love it. We need it. Yeah, it's it's so cool to see, you know, when, when we entered this industry, it was at my father's, you know, mom and pop air freight forwarding company. And he was, I mean, it was in the 90s, but he was still using a typewriter to print out his air bills every single night in order to get the freight onto Southwest and America West Airlines at the time. You know, there's still typewriters being used and T cards being used with carriers up until, I mean, still some, but, you know, in the last 10 years, there's so much technology coming. You know, you got to hand it to companies like Convoy and, and to Uber who are just, you know, bringing and Transfix now who are just, you know, bringing more and more investor money into this industry. And it's just, it's really a beautiful thing to watch and just to see the evolution and technology is going to really change the way that freight moves around the country. And, you know, it's just exciting to, to be a part of it. Yep. And, you know, one thing, and this is, this is becoming increasingly important to um, shippers and to consumers is the sustainability thing. And the best thing we can do for sustainability in the trucking business and then the, is, is that get rid of those empty miles. And if I'm using the right carrier for my freight, ideally that's, that's going to take care of business. It's going to be good for business, but also good for the environment. And part of that is getting rid of those silos that you mentioned. Yeah. So what's the average deadhead, you know, hundred to 150 miles, a semi truck moving down the road, the wear and tear. I didn't the know that. That's and- the average. Yeah. And, you know, the 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 wear and tear on the, the streets, I mean, you know, the, the environment, the infrastructure of the United States, 
the wear and tear on the vehicles. It's just wear and tear uh, on the driver. <laughs> the wear and tear on the driver as well. It's just you know it's really really great to see that technology can can really help that. And you know you said it from a sustainability standpoint. It's just you know if you can reduce that 150 mile deadhead to you know 100 miles, 75 miles, 50 miles. You know that probably one of the one of the most greenest initiatives that this country could actually uh, could, could actually get behind. Yes, exactly. So I'm going to summarize and I want to get some of your final thoughts and hear a little bit more how we can reach out to you. So yeah, I always, always love the Joe Lynch summarization <laughs> so at I'm the trying, end. I, I try. <laughs> I try. I know some people are probably saying they went all over the damn place, but so you guys, you really created a brand new model, which is this RFP that is purpose built for the freight industry. So there's other softwares out there, but they aren't for the freight biz. And the freight biz is different. They, you know, we can say this as a sales guy for there's a long time when purchasing people wouldn't even talk to you about freight. They would just go say, go see Tony on the dock. He manages all that. It was always kind of crazy. You're like, there's millions of dollars and the purchasing's not involved. Hmm. But that was the way it used to be. And I think part of that was because they didn't have knowledge. They didn't have tools like this. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it's crazy to think that you know, a logistics clerk, you know, who's who's been in that position for 12 months is controlling a $20 million freight spend for a shipper and the CEO and the CEO, COO really don't understand what's happening. And they just hope that things are being done, done correctly. So, you know, that's a, another thing is just, you know, educating other members of the organization to, you know, know exactly what's going on as far as their supply chain is concerned. Right. So we've created this new RFP platform with wonderful and you guys have grown like a weed. You got 300 shippers already, 30,000 carriers. How much under management? How much went through your system last year? This this year it'll be 4 billion. 4 billion. And so you've grown like a weed and now you just got this big series B and you're using that money to scale. You also brought George Abernathy from uh, Industry Pro, most recently at FreightWaves. And you're spending a lot more money on your tech. And and you also mentioned the agent model. And that's and you're looking for agents and you're probably also looking for a lot of sales guys, right? Yeah. So, you know, if you're selling for another logistics company and you want to get involved in something that's pretty cool and exciting and differentiate different you, and better. <laughs> yeah, differentiate you from the other other vendors out there, then you know, contact us at mergemarket.com. Yeah, you mentioned that this this business got very commoditized, and I always remember when I first showed up with technology at a shipper, they were so blown away. I was like, "Here, we got a TMS; it'll get you rates." Blah blah blah. They were so excited to see what we had to offer. Now, <laughs> now it's hard to differentiate yourself, even with great software. So this is a way as an agent to say this is truly different than what most three PLs are offering. Yeah, and it shouldn't be a scary thing for agents either because, you know, you you have two options. You could still move business the same way that you're currently moving business with your current agent model. This just gives you enhanced tools to be able to better service and to differentiate yourself with your shippers and add more value to the relationship. So it's not, you know, you're blowing up your whole business and coming on board with us and everything's going to drastically change. Oh, so this is like a this is just a new an additive, right? A complement. Yeah, you come on board and you handle business, you know, you handle your business the exact same way that you've been doing it. And then, you know, over the next three to six months, you're really just learning about our platforms. And then you're like, oh, okay, now XYZ shipper could really benefit from this platform. I've got a great relationship. Let's get in there. And, and that's when, you know, our agents are seeing that they're they're being able to triple their business in a in one year period. Very cool. Very cool. So again, you guys just got this series B. You're going to scale. You brought George on. 
Again, you're going to spend a little bit of money. I shouldn't say a little bit. Of, there's a lot of money. A lot of money to spend on technology. You're also going to be growing that sales force and the agent network. And I love this because, again, I, I really think that you guys scaling, normally people go, who, who cares if you scale, right? <laughs> I want to scale my own business. But when you scale, it, it, because of the network effect, you'll have more shippers, which is good for the carriers, and you'll have more carriers, which is good for the shippers. So this is win-win. Congrats. Yeah, thank you. And we always appreciate you having us on the show. And, you know, like I said, anybody that's interested in, uh, you know, coming on board as, as a sales rep or an agent, you can you can contact us at EmergeMarket.com and that'll give you most of the information that you're looking for there. Yeah. Michael, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time and congratulations. I mean, this is your second second huge win. And I know you guys probably don't feel like it's over yet. I know you said she's closer to the starting line, but this is incredible that have that much freight going through your system already. Yeah, we've always felt over the last 20 years, we've kind of like just been the best at batting as many singles as possible. And that's, you know, playing kind of money ball and, and doing things. This is this is a home run as far as this round is concerned. And it really just is validating to our business model and gives us the ability to really, really scale this thing up. Yeah, it's fantastic. Well, congratulations. And uh, thanks for being on my podcast. Hey, thanks, Joe. Appreciate you. Yep. And thank all of you for listening to my podcast. Your support is very much appreciated. Until next time, onward and upward. You've been listening to the Logistics of Logistics podcast, where we engage in conversation with experts in the logistics field. For more details, visit thelogisticsoflogistics.com or follow Joe Lynch on LinkedIn.